Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous show of my orgasmic life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And today we're going to have a conversation about what happens when your childhood sexual abuser dies and how do you process that and how do you go through that process. And so the show is going to be a little heavier than it normally is. Um, I may not be as my normal sort of like, woo, (laughs) adventure, Um, but you know, at the same time, it's important in order for us to have this orgasmic life is that we need to look at the heavier stuff and we need to also look at the darker places and we need to embrace them and we need to heal them and we need to move through them. And so today's show is all about those pro- that process, okay? Um, so if this is going to trigger you, then I lovingly invite you to not listen until you can have the support that you need to make sure that you're okay. All right, so that's very, very important about for today's show because I'm going to talk about my own experience with my own sexual abuse um, and my own journey around that. So there could be some things in there that might be triggering. All right, and also you know where I am if you need me, okay? You can always find me at succulentliving.com um, and reach out to me if you need some extra support. As you, if, I, if I trigger you and you need some extra support, reach out. All right, so where do I want to start? So I've been doing, you know, trauma healing, trauma work, um, you know, for 28 years now. And, um, you know, and if you're like, what? How is that possible? Because you're, you know, you happen to see what I look like and I look quite young. I'm 45 for the record, by the way. Um, (laughs) Orgasms and laughter keeps me young. Plus, working on my emotional shit keeps me young. So for the last 28 years, I've been dealing and healing and working and, you know, working with clients and, you know, mastery of the subconscious mind and all these kind of things. So this is, I I needed to give you this background piece so that um, as I talk about the story of me moving through this and I'm moving through this quite quickly, the reason why is because I've been working on this for a really long time within myself of healing. Okay. So I think that's really important framework for you guys to understand. All right. So I guess two months ago. Yeah. About two months ago, um, one of my childhood sexual abusers, unfortunately I had many. So one of them died. And I thought when some, one of my abusers died that I would be like, woohoo, I'm going to go dance on their grave. I'm going to go pee on their grave. It's going to be like a big time party. I'm like, woohoo, it's all done. Yay, finally I'm free. And so that's what I thought would happen. That's not actually what happened at all. <laughs> happening is is that I went into this huge internal conflict of grief because this particular perpetrator um, also was in a really was a really important part of my childhood and um, that perpetrator really helped me like there was part of me that loved that perpetrator and in you know and was taught life lessons by those that perpetrator and you know cherished the time 
when I wasn't being abused by that perpetrator. And then, of course, there was parts of me that were like traumatized and mortified and, um, you know, missing a loss. And then there was a part, then there was a part of me that was like so happy. It was like freedom and getting my power back and reclaiming all that was taken from me. And so I was like struggling with the grief, the grief of the grief of when you love somebody, the grief of when you hate somebody, <laughs> grief all simultaneously all rolled up into one experience. And then the other thing that actually transpired that I didn't see coming um, was that there was a bunch of new memories that once that perpetrator had died, my subconscious felt safe enough to allow those memories to come up to the surface. So while I was going through that, you know, the, op, you know, part of me loves, a part of me hates, grieving process, I also was inundated with a bunch of brand new memories um, and really horrendous memories that was about this particular individual. And so I had to process all of those things. Now, I did really well. Yay me. <laughs> I went through it pretty quickly. Yay me. And the way and the reason that I was able to do all of those things is because the, the reason that I was able to do all of those things was because I spent so much time developing this tool of mastering of the subconscious mind. I call it the flesh method. And if you want to learn all about that, you there's, you know, there's another podcast and there's a lot of videos and stuff like that on the flesh method. Um, but because I was able to spend a lot of time in my beautiful sanctuary space in my inner subconscious space, because of that, I was able to master what was going on. I was able to navigate. I was able to course correct. I was able to reparent. I was able to give space to my subconscious to do all of the things, to have all of the feelings, to have the feelings of the, the you know, the, the, the grieving of the loss, to the reclaiming of my power, to dealing with all of the new memories that had come up to the surface, and to navigate through all of that was quite bumpy, but at the same time, okay, so first of all, I'm going to pause for a second here, <laughs> and I'm really talking about sharing my soul right now. If everybody could stop focusing on my boobs, that would be really, really lovely. Otherwise, I'm going to have to kick you off of this live. All right? Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, eyes up here. Um, I'm sharing my soul at the moment, so please honor that and respect that. Thank you. All right, so what was I talking about? Oh, dealing with trauma. So as I was dealing with all of this trauma and trying to keep my life together, um, the only reason that I was able to do that, the only reason I was able to really drop into this piece of, of healing and grieving and moving through this was because I had this ability to do subconscious work, 
this ability to have an inner child sanctuary, this ability to move through trauma at an exponential rate. And I want if, and we all kind of think like if we haven't been through trauma, or when we have been through trauma, we really think that once our perpetrator is dead, once our perpetrator dies, that it's a great time for us to celebrate, that we're celebrating, you know, this wonderful freedom that exists in that moment. And that can be part of it. But there's so, there's so many layers of complication when we have different types of relationships with people, even with our perpetrators, especially if they were family members, especially if they were, you know, somebody who you, you know, looked up to and was a caretaker, then those layers and those levels that are so complicated, it's not black or white. It's not right or wrong. It's all of the pieces. And I just wanted to talk about this to give everybody space and permission to really, really give permission to people to drop into honoring. It's okay if you feel sad. It's okay if you're not completely happy. It's okay with all of your range of emotions. And the key when you're doing this grieving work and you're doing this healing work is to honor all aspects, all layers, all emotions that you're going through and not judge them, not put them into, this is okay, this is not okay. This is how I'm supposed to feel, this is now not supposed to feel. If it's not supposed to feel, then I'm gonna suppress it. And that doesn't help the process, that actually prolongs the process. Um, it also typically lands us into a place of using other external substances and external things to avoid what we're really feeling because we don't honor the fact that it's okay that we feel that. Because as human beings and emotions, we are complex. We are incredibly complex. We have so many layers, so many layers of who we are and what we do. Um, okay, so let's all take a breath for a moment. Breathe with me. Exhale. So two things. If you happen to be going through this process or have been through this process before and didn't give yourself the energy and the space to do the grieving that you needed to do, then please give yourself that space. And it's okay to go back into that grieving process so that you can release it all. Number one. Number two, if you are a support person of somebody who um, is going through this grieving process because they're a perpetrator of theirs has, has died, um, it's really important to how do you hold space for that? Because in your mind, you might be like, yeah, they fucker deserve to die. Like, yeah, they're a horrible human being. Let's go piss on their grave. Like that's, that's kind of our, especially when we care about somebody and we love somebody and we see that they, somebody else hurt them, that's kind of our place that we want to go to. But that's not helpful for the person who's doing their grieving. Allow them the space 
to do and have all of their emotions, to talk all about their emotions, talk about the sadness, the, the missing, the longing, the, the hope that might have been there, that that wouldn't have happened. Um, all, of the, all of the emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Hold space for them. Don't, and you might need to go and have somebody that you can vent to and express your feelings about the fact that you have to hold space and allow the person to go through the whole range of emotions. Um, don't suppress it. Don't say, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's done now. You, you, you can get over it. Like These are not helpful things to somebody who is dealing with, uh, because there's more than just the loss of a human being that has happened, but it's also all the pieces of the subconscious mind that may activate. Thank you so much, Jessica. That's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful share. I love it. So somebody else who was listening <laughs> was really beautiful and gave this wonderful share that I actually want to read out to compensate, to over, to, to deal with, uh, you know, the, a bunch of boob comments earlier. Um, here's what the message was. Thank you so much for sharing your soul wisdom, emotional intellect and heart in awe and gratitude of your power and grace. Thank you for modeling healthy boundaries, permission and acceptance for all of us to be of ourselves, yourself. Thank you for all of you that you've been uh, been through and sharing your story. Thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you for honoring that. I feel loved. I feel honored. I feel amazing. Thank you, Jessica. That was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, okay. So where do I want to leave this? Oh, so I want to leave you all with, if you're going through this grieving process, honor your process. If you need support, you can find me at succulentliving.com. Um, if you are with somebody that is supporting, you're a support person for somebody who is going through the grieving process of losing, of, of an abuser dying, a perpetrator dying, please give them the space that they need and don't try to suppress it and tell them to get over it or that, um, that some, that any of their emotional response to the experience is wrong, okay? That's not gonna help them. You just need to hold space. You don't have to fix it for them. You don't have to rescue them. You don't have to save them. You just need to hold space and let them feel what they're feeling and ask them what they need. Do they, ask them, okay? I know it can feel very scary and very terrifying when you don't have the skill sets to hold space but to hold space all you have to do is just be there and when they're done talking when they're done sharing to ask what do you need from me in this moment that's all you have to do okay and again if you need me you can find me at succulentliving.com uh, for all of your social you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia for all your BDSM and education needs. Uh, let's see, don't forget to download and watch and listen to My Orgasmic Life. Uh, today's show was sponsored by Tickle.life. 
if you're looking for another interesting podcast, I host, I'm the host of Tickle.Life's podcast, where we lean into listening to um, experts' stories on their own personal stories around sex and relationships. This is a very good show. Uh, let's see what it says. Um, and please be respectful of when you do reach out to me, that you're reaching out to me in a professional capacity. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me. And I love and honor all of you. Mm -hmm. Till our next show. Bye-bye.